Welcome to another episode of Harvest Series, a podcast following a four-day experience in Kaplankaya on the southwestern Asian coast of Turkey, filled with fascinating talks and workshops to harvest knowledge and nurture the planet. Most doctors have never throughout their studies heard about the good bacteria. They only hear about the bad ones, yeah? So they know about the pathogens. And this is not because the system is wrong or whatever, but it's only about really now 22 years that we can differentiate exactly which bacteria are good, which are the bad ones. I am Rose, a French journalist based in Barcelona. And this episode is an interview made in Kaplankaya with Anita Frohwalner, a full-of-energy specialist in microbiota and probiotics and CEO of the Institute Alargosan. Anita will explain very well the GUT's job, will give valuable advice on how to take care of your microbiota and, sorry for those who are eating right now, describes quite accurately how the waste part of our food should be like. My first question to Anita was about the role of this huge organ that we call our second brain in our immune system. Actually, the gut itself is a kind of a phenomenon because it is via that microbiota, so via those bacteria that live in the gut. The gut is connected to every cell in our body. So, uh, of course, first of all, the bacteria are sitting there in the mucus, yeah, so they connect to the cells of your gut. So, Digestion, indeed, and if it's smooth and nice, or if it takes uh, four or five days until it gets out, yeah, this is a matter of the bacteria. But bacteria can do so much more. For example, most people know this uh, word that the gut is the second brain. And the bacteria can indeed give reactions to those uh, nerves, yeah? And you will see within milliseconds, you will have the same reaction up in your brain. This is uh, fantastic, I love about it. But what is even more important than that, every positive, uh, so all those bacteria that you should have, they can produce something. So they can produce metabolites, and these metabolites are transported over the whole body via the blood to every single cell. So they get the messaging from the gut, goes into the whole body. There, of course, and you ask, okay, and how much is coming back? Quite a lot, but 90% is going from the bacteria to the body, 10% 10% is coming back to them, so I got it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So it can sound like when you eat something not good for you, mm-hmm. and uh, it doesn't need always a time to digest, sometimes immediately mm. the gut can send a signal to the brain, oh, uh, of course. I'm receiving something very bad. Yeah. Uh, this reaction is indeed within seconds. So, and this is indeed, when the bacteria get it, that it's wrong, and there are enough bacteria there, this is very important, to give the message. Because if there are only a few, and not all of them can do the messaging. It's the same. Here, I don't know, but for example, in my company, I have 10 people working on the IT. 
I could not do anything about it, yeah? So you need the right bacteria for the right work, yeah? So it's different. Some work on your immune system, others work on pathogens to, of course, to say, okay, we don't need them anymore, so get them out, yeah? Some others will work on metabolic things, yeah, so that you have uh, the right production so that you can really digest and give it to the body. So each of these bacteria has kind of different job and they also know exactly what to do for this job. And therefore, it's important to have the right ones, yeah. And then the messages go exactly where they should go and not to someone who says, what is this message for me? It's nothing. And this is why if you have the right bacteria, they will at once say, okay, let's put all the water into the gut so that this food that has just come in gets out within an hour. So not to harm our bodies. How do you take care of your gut and your microbiota? <laughs> <laughs> to have the right word for it is easy. First of all, you should feed them in the right way, yeah? Because if you feed fibers, for example, this is the main nutritional source for bacteria, yeah? So they will love it. So vegetables, fruits, that's perfect. But uh, there are more things than that, yeah? The, the worst thing uh, which nowadays comes to our bacteria is a stressful life. So if you have a stressful life, uh, because, and people cannot imagine, what does it do to our gut? The gut is the first part of your body which gets the information about stress from the brain. So it's right directly goes into the gut. And then inflammation is coming up. And inflammation is the worst you can do for your health because inflammation is the source, for example, for cancer. Inflammation is the source uh, for brain damage. Inflammation is also the source that your heart doesn't work anymore. So this is the worst thing. And what else is nowadays really bad is that a lot of drugs that people take. Yeah, the intake of drugs, because you can say at least 60% of all the drugs that people get will harm the microbiota. And most people know antibiotics, of course, yeah? Yes. Antibiotics, this is quite clear oh, that okay. the probiotics are killed by antibiotics because antibiotics were developed against pathogens, pathogenic bacteria, but this is simply some chemical stuff. And this chemical stuff cannot say, okay, this is a good bacteria and this is a bad one. So very often they kill all of them. And after five or six days of antibiotics, 90% of the bacteria are killed. So I guess uh, we need to take the probiotics. <laughs> if exactly. I follow your... Uh, the moment your you know you need an antibiotic, you should really say, okay, this is the moment where you also certainly need a probiotic. But it's not only antibiotics. Most people do not know, for example, PPI, so protein pump inhibitors. They will not do it in the same time. So this needs far more time, but it's even worse. So if you take a protein pump inhibitor for a year, even more of your bacteria will die and they can't come back. And this is the worst thing because the whole environment in the gut is changed and this makes it that uh, bacteria do not feel well. And 
what most people do not understand. So if you have these bacteria getting into your gut and they, uh, they feel this is awful, this is not a good place, they can leave you right in the back. So uh, they just pass through and they will leave you again. And therefore, for me, it's so important to, to make doctors aware of it that uh, they should always think, is this drug really necessary? Can we accompany it with something that will help it perhaps even to do the good reactions, but not to have any side effects, yeah? And bacteria really help against the side effects of drugs. Do you think sometimes the bacteria, the microbiota, are not taken uh, as seriously as they should be by doctors? I think seriously is perhaps not the right word, but most doctors have never, throughout their studies, heard about the good bacteria. They only hear about the bad ones, yeah? So they know about the pathogens, but this is not uh, because the system is wrong or whatever, but uh, it's only about really now 22 years that we can differentiate exactly which bacteria are good, which are the bad ones. We did not know before, yeah? I always laugh about it because I started uh, at the beginning of the 90s with those bacteria. And at that time, we thought, okay, there are perhaps all over the world, 300 different types of bacteria because when you would grow them chemically, only a few of them would come up. Yeah? But now, and this is a genetic sequencing, it's called, that was uh, in the year 2000, we found a new method to investigate also dead bacteria. So also those that could not live outside the body. But now we can really investigate them. And now we know it's thousands of different bacteria and thousands will perhaps not be enough. Now is a tricky question. How do you know that your gut is okay or not okay? Let me just be clear and tell you I was not expecting such a detailed answer, but here we go. If you yourself feel incredibly healthy, active, you love your life, everything is perfect, then quite certainly your gut is also okay. No, but you didn't ask me that question. So how can you say, for example, one thing is when you, you should at least, I would say, when once a month, you should have a look at your stool. So when you're sitting there and you're ready uh, <laughs> with okay. the digestion, uh, get up, look at it. First of all, if it's stinking, the microbiota is not okay. Yeah, oh, okay, this bad is, news. Okay. Yeah, so if uh, your nose is really said, no, 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 I want to get out of here, then it's bad microbiota uh, because this is kind of foul things that are there and this is very often produced by uh, those bacteria. The next thing is also you should have a stool that is really smooth and should have a kind of a skin on its surface. Oh, yeah? So okay. it should be shiny. Yeah? Okay. Uh, if you have that and if it really comes out nicely, yeah, no, oh, I, 
I can't, I can't, I can't. You sit there for five <laughs> minutes, it's wrong. So you should really sit, and a minute later you can leave already, and without, if someone is in front of the... <laughs> you shouldn't have the feeling, oh, this was already like that when I <laughs> came in. No, because thinking that also the right store should not leave anything in your toilet. So when you pull the water uh, yeah, on flash. button... Yeah, on the flush, yeah. Everything should be removed at once, yeah? A smell as well as what is left, yeah? And what else is it? If you can only go to the toilet once or twice a week, it's not enough. If you go more often than uh, two times a day, everything same, yeah? So too often is bad, too rare is bad. And what I always say, most people have this feeling. They know exactly something is wrong. It's not the same way for example bloating. So when you're always afraid when you meet uh, people you don't know and think oh god I hope my bloating will uh, not be too bad because you can't always leave the room. <laughs> so these are I would say also if you feel your gut perhaps like a wound. Okay. Again yes. something's okay. wrong. And if you uh, manage to improve your gut and uh, your microbiota, what would be the consequences on your mood, on your brain, on your uh, activities? That's the most incredible thing, and I always say, just look at me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> really. No, because I'm 65 now, and I still, a lot of my staff, they say, where did, do you get your energy from? I say, it's easy. Uh, it's produced by the bacteria. Yeah, so bacteria produce energy every evening. You should take a minute to think exactly about these things, yeah? And the first thing is always, was it a good day? What was good today? So you shouldn't think what was bad, yeah? Mm -hmm. Because okay. this will not give you a nice rest and not having a good rest, yeah, will put stress into your mind, will put stress into your body, will put stress into your gut inflammation again yeah okay so, so positive attitude give your mind a moment really to see the positive things yeah second thing is to to ask yourself did i eat good food for me good food means biological so because we now know that there's a lot of toxins even if you eat veggies uh, but, uh, of course, we know that uh, toxins very often keep on the surface, yeah? If you eat, for example, even good meat, but perhaps uh, this cow or this pig or this uh, whatever uh, has been fed with antibiotics, you get those antibiotics into your body. So you should think, was it possible for me today to have biological food. Did I feel well with this food? Because if you have real stress, so if you feel even in the evening, you feel stressed, yeah? If you know your food was not okay, and also somehow I do not have the feeling that I am centered in myself. I have my energy and I am positive. So these three things I think are the most important because for me it's easy because if one of these three things is not there, I take a probiotic. Actually, I would say 
350 days of the oh, year. Really? I take probiotics, yes, because even for me, but I love my job and normally I work more than I should work. Yeah, so, mm. so it cannot hurt to have a no. probiotic every day in your life. If you have a good probiotic, no, just in the contrary, because look at the food that we get now. Most people do not have food that should really get into your body. This is something most people are not aware of, but toxins, uh, yeah, uh, everything that antibiotics spraying on, uh, yeah, for example, what you see here, uh, you have the fruit, but who knows what's in there. You take the water, how much microplastic is in there, yeah? So, so many things and you need the right bacteria to help you digest the negative things, to help you bring those toxins out of your body, uh, to make it immunologically really disappear. Then you will have this great life. For Anita, drinking a lot of water and eating different veggies, especially beans and fruits, full of anti-aging substances are essential. But what about meat? People nowadays rather try to, to live a vegan life, uh, which I understand from that, that I say, okay, how can you kill animals? This is also difficult for me, but meat is at least for normal humans, you need it. Mm -hmm. The crazy thing is that these meat proteins are different to vegetable proteins. And so to have a really high diversity also of the bacteria, you also need meat. Of course, you can try to say, okay, I try to, to yes, if I do not want to have uh, animal meat. Then you try to eat really very diverse and also to check the levels of zinc, for example, yeah, because most of them do not have high levels on iron, zinc and all that that you get from meat. For 25 years now, Anita has led Institute Alergosan, an Austrian company which carries out scientific research in the field of probiotic medicine in cooperation with universities. She says her life is committed to creating awareness of the importance of probiotics. Her speech in Kaplankaya aroused a lot of interest amongst the harvesters. Actually, I need to talk to her because that was really interesting. And uh, my son had a problem uh, when we were five, he was five months old, we took him to Rio and he drank a water and he, was, he had a diarrhea for almost a year and a half. He was having antibiotic every day and uh, he has never recovered, my 19-year-old kid. So it's something that I'm really wanting to reach out, and, out to her and, and talk to her and describe what happened to my son and see what, what she has to say about it. But how did Anita's journey start? With a true love story, of course. When she was 21, she fell in love at first sight on the dance floor with a boy. But their first date was not so typical. We had a date five days later, and he, I heard him ringing. Actually, I already stood behind the door, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I opened the door, I saw the red roses. I knew he thinks the same as I do. And he gave me the flowers. And that moment he said, Anita, uh, and where's the loo? I said, what? 
uh, <laughs> you expect something, I love you, or whatever, uh, <laughs> I couldn't sleep five days, or not with the toilet. So I brought him there, and I really waited for five minutes. Five minutes, and he didn't come out. And then uh, he told me that he already had for many years a very bad diary. And it would uh, go up and down, and he, he already was in the last phase of his uh, medicine study. So and nobody had been able to help him. And I'm a very active personality, and I, I think if I want something, I really try to get it. So for me, this was clear. This is the guy I love, so I must find something. I walked up to his prof, uh, because he was just doing gastroenterology, uh, and I asked his prof, I said, he is one of your best students, so couldn't you help him? He didn't even know about it, because my husband uh, had not told him. And he, yes, of course, he made a colonoscopy, and there it was clear, it was a very bad disease, it's a chronic uh, disease, and um, which makes a strong diarrhea, and it's called a colitis, uh, so ulcerative colitis. And yeah, this started my story because I had not studied medicine, so I, I first thought, okay, he's the guy, they will help him. But I could see that the drugs would not help, yeah? So, and then I met a, a very old nun, uh, she was working at the hospital, and she told me, perhaps you could do something via nutrition. And so at once I studied nutritional medicine because I thought, yes, that's the idea. Nobody looks at that and nutritional medicine. There weren't many people who were interested in that 40 years ago. So I changed our nutrition completely. Actually, I changed it every two years because always new things coming up. <laughs> you keep anyway, uh, I was really focusing on that. And I also focused on psychology because uh, many people thought, okay, it's a disease perhaps that comes from, from your brain. So I also made my husband go into those courses uh, to relax and all those things. And yes, we were successful. But the bad thing was 10 years later, another colonoscopy and they found a colon cancer. And my husband was 40 years, so two years later he died. And these two years were the most awful, of course, of my life because you're so focused in how can you help. Uh, it's an awful time, I must tell you. And then was this moment of his death and you're there and you think about it. What if this has an effect on our son? You always hear that it might be genetically. So will my son be the next one whom I lose? And I thought something none of us has looked at. Yeah, there must have been something that nobody thought about. And I started searching for that. Yeah, so I took those uh, months uh, after his death and I was really all over the world. I was seeking for what might have been the reason for this disease, what was it? And actually nobody answered it. Uh, nobody had any drug or anything to help. They all shrugged their shoulders. We can't help it if something happens like that. And then I came to the University of Wageningen because I had heard about microbiology and about those tiny little microbes in our body. And I was talking to, to the head of it, uh, Professor Rombards, 
and he said, come with me, I'll show you something. And this was the first time I looked through a microscope onto those bacteria and I fell in love a second time. Uh, this incredible thing, I knew these are the creatures that I should have known before. And it was for me this idea, if you understand what they do, and I talked to the microbiologists and they knew a lot of things, but all the doctors did not know. So I thought it was my duty to teach doctors, to teach pharmacists, yeah, to make it clear to, to therapists, yeah, what is the role of the microbiota. And I've really dedicated my life to that. And this is also why I'm not stopping, uh, because all of my friends have retired. I won't. <laughs> and you're a very successful entrepreneur, a female entrepreneur. You got many prizes. Yeah. So that's a good um, mm -hmm. award. I think if you, if you really do your job, not just because you have to, to earn your living, yeah? So this is not the focus, yeah? I think I wouldn't have had to, to work for that. But for me, it is every day of my life, I know that with the work I do, I can improve a lot of people's lives. And this is something you, you won't forget any time. And I, I must say, you cannot imagine how thankful people are whose lives you have changed, yeah? who, who feel healthy again. And uh, very often, I think, a lot of these people will never forget the person uh, who has done it. And I think this is also the energy that I get. Yeah? You get this spiritual energy as well from people who say thank you. It is time for the great harvest of the day in Kaplankaya. If something could be done easily and would make the world a better place, what would it be for Anita Frohwalner? I think, at least from my way of thinking, it is that I would love to change the medical way of looking uh, onto these bacteria. Because if we would look at them as life-changing friends, then I think everybody's life would be so much better. And you know what? If you feel relaxed, if you feel positive, and this is what the bacteria do, then there will be no war. There will be no, yes, I need that, I want that, and the others, I don't mind of them. No, you will always care for people, for all the people in this world. And I think this can be changed by the bacteria. I hope you enjoyed this episode and Anita Frohwalner's advice on how to take care of your gut and microbiota. If you did, please leave us a good review. And until next time...